Hey friends, welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to talk about emotions, big emotions. How do we create a culture where it's okay to feel big emotions? How we know who we want to be, how we want to act when we feel those big emotions, even if they feel overwhelming. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, let's kick off today's episode. I want to talk to you about children and emotional regulation. A few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, I don't remember, I I talked about emotional regulation and and what it is. And emotional regulation is being able to feel anything and bring harm to no one. And often one of the things that, that we see as therapists a lot when we talk to parents about helping their child regulate, their child emotionally regulate, what happens is that they they actually feel all the feels too, and they reach out to their child to help them regulate their emotions in a way that isn't helpful. And that's what we want to talk about today. Helping our children regulate their emotions is about the environment we create. Rarely will you find like a a truly satisfying opportunity, you know, in the one event as you're moving forward and your kids are kind of losing their mind. They're not regulating their emotions. These big, strong emotions are coming up for them. And as they are working through those, often in that moment, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And you need to respond in a way that best reflects your values. I need to respond in a way that best reflects who I want to be as a parent. And then as we move around that or acclimate that to our lives, what we want to do is we want to start looking at the culture that we're creating about how we manage emotions in our home. And so we need to create an environment where some things are understood. Obviously, one of the the very first things is that we need to create an environment where kids understand that emotions happen. Emotions are normal. They're part of our lives. We can experience them. We can experience really big emotions and we can feel overwhelmed and all of that is okay. When we're thinking about this, what we want to consider is the hard truth that often parents will send a mixed message here. They'll tell their kids that big emotions are okay. They will tell their children that big emotions are normal. They'll tell them that it's okay to feel overwhelmed, but their actions will communicate something completely different. Their actions will communicate a completely different message. And now your child or children are receiving mixed messages that tend to mess with their ability to actually say, okay, yep, we can have big emotions. And and so the culture that we're creating is different than the culture we're giving lip service to, or not even lip service. Sometimes what's coming out of our mouth is sincerely our intent, but it doesn't matter if that intent doesn't match our actions. So we want to be very cautious. We want to be very careful. We want to be very deliberate, very intentional about how we create this culture of it's okay to experience emotions. One of the things that often happens is people just, we don't know what to do with our bad emotions. We don't know what to do with what we feel are our negative emotions. So we just, we don't engage them. We just pretend they don't exist. And we pass that on to our kids or when our kids have them, essentially we just want our kids to just stop often because the parent feels uncomfortable. Now, sometimes it's because the parent's just selfish. Most of the time, it's because the parent doesn't know what to do. They suddenly feel strong emotions and their body kind of kicks into thoughtless action of I need to stop the thing that is creating this trigger of me feeling this negativity. And so we 
shut down the kid feeling strong emotions and that leads to distress for our children and we're actually creating a culture that is the exact antithesis of what we want. So as we work to create this culture, one of the things that we have to make sure is that our actions match our words when we're talking to our kids. So if they have big emotions, it's good, like for younger kids, it's good to affirm, hey, it's okay to have these big emotions. As our kids age, again, it's good to have these big emotions and we want to watch how we're reacting to them having big emotions. Because the second side of that is, then we need to create a culture of what does it mean to actually manage our big emotions. I've said it before, I'll say it again, I've already said it before in this episode, feel all the feels, bring harm to no one, act in accordance with who you want to be as a person. And then this becomes the message to our children after we have been acting in accordance with who we want to be as a person when we're feeling big emotions. It comes after that, not before it. It has to come after that because our kids are going to watch. Kids live what they learn and they learn what they live. This, of course, assumes that our children know the values that we have of who we want to be as humans when we're distressed. And that comes from talking. Talking to your children about the values you want to have. Even when they're little, what are the values you want to have? Yesterday, my son uh, did something that uh, we were joking about and it was all about protecting his sister. And and I get, I shook his hand because that's a, that's a value that we want to have as a family. We stand up for family. Family protects family. Family stands up for family. That's a value we have. Now, it's not a, va- a value that necessarily comes up when we're distressed in the context of this conversation, but he knows that because we have those conversations. He's nine. We've been having those conversations. We'll continue to have those conversations. So when you're trying to create this culture for your children about strong emotions, you need to have two conversations on the regular. One, who do we want to be when we're distressed? And it's okay to be distressed. You can do that in either either order. I guess that's one and two. I said one. It's one and two. It's okay to be distressed. It's okay to have big emotions. We still have to act, though, the way that we want to act. We still have to act in accordance with the people that we want to become. And then perhaps the hardest thing that we have to model for our kids is this idea, this reality, this truth that we all make mistakes, right? So if we're going to create a culture where we manage emotions, we have to have conversations about, okay, well, who do we want to be when we're distressed? Who do we want to be as a family? What is the type of actions, responses, behaviors that we want as a family, as people, when we're distressed? And then, what happens when we make a mistake? Because everybody makes mistakes. How do we handle mistakes in our family? How do we handle poor behaviors in our family? How do we handle when we know we messed up? And a lot of times, this is where it all falls off the rails for people. People get into it and they start talking to their kids and it's like this conversation of, okay, well, sorry. Or my favorite is is adults that tell their kids, you know what? Dad shouldn't have done that. First of all, why are you talking about yourself in the third person? That's just silly. Dad shouldn't have done that, but I just want what's best for you. Oh, okay. So if you want what's best for me, it's okay that you act foolishly. Sweet. So as long as I want what's best for you, I can act foolish, right, Dad? No, not right. And so as this culture begins to develop, one of the things that we want to ask ourselves is how do we apologize? I was wrong. I shouldn't have done X, Y, Z. Will you forgive me? No excuses. None. Zip. Zero. Nada. One of the things that blows my mind is how often parents, when they apologize to their kids, they give excuses for their behavior. I'm sorry, but. Well, then you're not sorry. So as we work to create this culture, what we're looking for here is, hey, we want to validate the reality that emotions happen. I really truly believe, and there is some division in my field about this, but I really truly believe that emotions are simply chemical reactions in our bodies. And that's why 
you know, one of the best pieces of advice you might get is whatever you're feeling, wait 20 minutes to act because emotions come and go. They, 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 they are spurred on by chemical reactions. Then as those chemicals dissipate, you, you move on. And so you might feel anger and 20 minutes later, you might be totally fine. It's if it's the behaviors that you bring in those 20 minutes that bring trouble. So if your child is feeling strong emotions, that's okay. One of the things that we have to consider is that children, adults, humans, all of us, we run at different levels, right? And so there are some people that are just, they're just slower. And I don't mean like cognitively. I mean, they just, they just, they're, everything is slower. They're calmer. By nature, their body just runs at a lower level, a cooler level, if you will. I'm not sure, I'm not sure I'm a fan of the slower idea. Then there are other people that are more intense. They run at a hotter level. Even when they're calm, they're at a hotter level. That's okay. And we have to make space for that to be okay because if we don't, then we have a problem of, of, of how do we deal with being human? Well, Joe, but we have to we have to regulate our emotions. I agree. But but as you, I, you know, if you've listened to this at any time at all, what I believe is we don't regulate emotions. We regulate behaviors while we're having the emotions. And this is the culture that I want to teach my children. This is the culture that I'm hoping you'll teach your children, that you're going to have these big emotions. You're going to have emotions that feel overwhelming. It's okay. Take a deep breath. Know who you want to be when you're distressed before you're distressed. So so we then start to work into this culture of conversation. Who do we want to be when we're distressed? Who do we want to be when we are living in a space that is, is difficult? How do we move forward into that? Who do you want to be when you're angry? Who do you want to be when you're sad? Who do you want to be when you're discouraged? Who do you want to be when you're really happy and someone else is sad? And then what happens when you make mistakes? How do we move forward? Because everybody makes mistakes and there's two sides to this. We want to normalize making mistakes. I really truly believe that. We want to normalize that it's okay that you made a mistake. Little son, little daughter, you made a mistake. You did something you weren't supposed to. That is not the end of the world. So many parents get caught in a power battle. They fight battles that just don't matter. Or worse, they fight battles that are like the the way they're fighting the battle is the same way that they're getting mad at their child for fighting the battle. That doesn't work. That is incongruent. It's incongruent messaging to our children. It's incongruent living in our lives. In fact, I might suggest it's a lack of integrity. And usually in our in our day and age, we have such a narrow definition of integrity. Integrity is just, hey, I said I'll be there at five. I'm there at five. I said I'd pay you 20 bucks. I paid you the 20 bucks. That, and those are things that are about integrity. But there is also integrity is being consistent in the messaging that we send out and our behaviors with the caveat of we know that we all make mistakes. The, the last thing to consider is creating culture takes time. Creating culture takes time. Culture is created from what we do over time. It's an investment. It's an investment of behaviors. It's an investment of emotional energies. It's an investment, and like all investments, it takes time to navigate. It takes time to move forward. It takes time to do the things and evaluate the things that you're doing. Be like, oh, wait, those aren't working. Let's try these. Oh, wait, we tried that and we weren't very successful. We got to try again. Creating culture takes time, even in your family. So there's, there's an element of patience there that we have to embrace. All right, I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you did, please share it with your friends. Sharing with just three people is a great way for us to find meaning in life. I don't know why I said life like that, but it is a great way for us to find meaning in life because sharing things that we find valuable with other people, it it actually triggers chemicals that are both happy and growing in our brain. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Send me an email, uh, joe at joemartino.com. Please put podcast in the subject line. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend and hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.